0: Hi everybody, it's Tom from Cricket Coach 365 and welcome to our latest podcast in which I'm delighted to be joined by Kelly and Gabby. Uh, Gabby is the captain and Kelly the manager of Kaythorpe Ladies Cricket Club who play in the East Midlands Women's Cricket League in the Premier Division. So thank you very much uh, ladies for joining us and welcome to the podcast. Sorry,
1: just lost you a little bit there with the (laughs) wise
0: Yeah, we've got a little bit of Wi-Fi signal issue, but I'm hoping it's going to uh, it's going to uh, be something we can work around. Um, let me ask you the first question, uh, and let me come to you, Gabby, first. So, um, please, for the benefit of the the listeners, just tell us that first recollection of uh, being interested in cricket. Uh, my interest started when I
2: was very young, or I didn't play until much later. Um, I remember watching the old Test Match Cricket when it was actually on Channel Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of mid nineteen nineties, growing up, and for me that just looked like
1: something that I wanted to get play. So,
0: was there a particular series or a particular uh, um, moment that you recall that kind of was the pivotal uh, event that got your interest? Um, I don't think
2: there was any series in particular. Obviously, the two thousand five mind kind of growing up, but. Mostly it was just seeing it and being able to access it. Um, my grandparents used to have it on a lot in their house, and I used to spend a lot of time with them. So just seeing it on pretty much every day it was on in the summer, I kind of just got the interest from seeing it and just wanted to know how to play it and why you couldn't see women playing
0: it. All right, so there was an, inc- there was an interest in understanding why there was, uh, there was not any women playing or very few women playing, certainly as far as TV was concerned at that point. What about yourself, Kelly? You
1: yeah, might need so to lean nice. over
0: yeah, I can hear you now. It's fine. Yeah,
1: sorry. Uh, so I pretty much grew up around cricket. Um, I took my first steps at a cricket ground. Both my dad and my uncle played. So if it was kind of inevitable that I was going to get into cricket. Um, I suppose my earliest memories are just of watching um, them playing. Um, and I didn't really start playing myself properly. Obviously, we had a little bit of a knockabout around the ground and stuff, but... Um, started playing in a team when I was about 10, 11, when I was at primary school and got into it myself
0: that way. Okay. And if I can pick up with you then, um, following on from that so, and then come back to, to Gabby. Uh, so when you say you started playing at primary school age 10, um, so was that in a girls team? Was it in a mixed team or were you the only girl in a boys team?
1: Um, it was actually just kind of an after school club, so it was mixed boys and girls doing it all at the same time. Um, it was probably about a year or so later that we started setting up the, the girls team at our club. Um, and obviously that was just, that was solely, solely girls. And we played that up until we were about 16, until we were kind of too old to play junior cricket. And then we, then we set up our women's team.
0: And was this all at Kaythorpe as well when you were um, a junior?
1: Uh, no, it wasn't. No, It was actually at a previous club that we, we've now left.
0: Right. Okay. So, what are you allowed to mention that name, or they uh, remain anonymous?
1: We'll go with remaining anonymous for now. They didn't <laughs> treat us very well before we moved, so um, it was a bit bittersweet. Because obviously, i have grown up there and spent my entire um, in life there, I suppose, um, until two years ago when we all moved over to Kethel.
0: Right. Okay. Controversial. Um, you've heard it here first. We won't. Uh, we won't probe any further. Um, so, but but that club that remained nameless uh, was responsible for setting up the the girls section that you were part of and got you more involved. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, it was predominantly my uncle, myself, and one of the mums that kind of set the women's up. They they actually set the girls up before that and ran it for us. And then when we got to kind of sixteen, seventeen, which we to play the junior things, um, yeah, we set up the women's side. So that there was that there was somewhere for
0: us to go. Right. Okay. Well, so I'm sure we'll hear more about the uh, the Kaythorpe um, history and uh, and how that all came to, to come to pass um, as we as we continue. So, Gabby, you said that you know watching Test cricket on terrestrial television um, grabbed your interest, made you ask questions about um, you know the lack of women's cricket on television at the time. Uh, so, at what point did you find yourself getting involved uh, as a player?
2: So I actually started at university. Um, I played hockey to quite a high standard and played for the county in the region. So, wanted to find something to do in the summer as well. Um, kind of, cricket seemed also a natural transfer. There's a lot of female cricketers that come from a hockey background. Yeah. So, it was quite nice to kind of take those skills and start a sport where I kind of didn't feel like I was starting from scratch. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that uni was just the best place to give something brand new a try. Um, there weren't many cricket, where I was from originally, there weren't many cricket clubs locally. And not a great infrastructure, roads wise, and everything. So, uni seemed the best place for me to start taking up cricket.
0: And what university were you at? I
2: was at Nottingham University.
0: And what were you studying? At biology. And how did you find that first experience? Did you did it match your hopes, expectations, or uh, was it um, was it different to what you thought it might be coming in from um, a hockey background?
2: Uh, I think it was similar to what I was expecting, anyway. Um, I wasn't really surprised. The train sessions were kind of really fun at the start. They were, as they are at any uni, kind of more tailored towards beginners in the first few weeks and kind of seeing who signs up. Um, At universities, they play a lot of indoor cricket as well. So it was really fun because I kind of started and got fixtures straight away. I didn't have to wait till the summer to see if I enjoyed playing the real thing. Yeah. So that was quite fun for me just to get involved. Kind of had... I did surprisingly well. I remember my first indoor games... Because they just didn't know they hadn't seen people that could hit it as hard. I think that's the hockey because I entered the beginner level of
0: the indoor competition, um, so it was quite a natural. hit on me, um, and I kind of developed from there. Really. Yeah, I think there's um, there's quite a lack of uh, understanding and knowledge about the indoor uh, game in this country, and um, and I've spoken to a couple of people um, a year or so ago about you know the people who are involved uh, absolutely love it, um, but. There aren't as many facilities, unfortunately, across the UK, are there as, as there are in um, Australia or New Zealand uh, or South Africa, even. Uh, but it, those who play it absolutely, um, you know, absolutely love it, as as I say.
2: Yeah, I think it's fair comment. We're actually really fortunate in Nottingham because there's um, an indoor centre pretty close to us. That's one of the proper netted indoor facilities, yeah. not an adapted sports hall. So we've actually played quite a lot of indoor, um, both of us either 4K thought we have a local midweek league over the winter where we play teams across the same rules they would use for the Indoor World Cup and that kind of thing. Um, and through university, because uh, Kelly came into the club, that's how we met in the first place, um, she kind of introduced us to that way of indoor cricket. University indoor cricket is a bit different and more sports hall focused. So we ended up playing in the British Open as a university side and getting all the way through to the finals day which is a real success for us as a club, ended up playing pretty much the England women in the semi-final. No surprise. Knocked
0: out. Well, I I wouldn't say no surprise. I thought you were going to say that you ended up winning in the whole tournament, but uh, (laughs) but it was still a, still a great achievement. So uh, well done uh, on that, on that accolade. Um, so in ter- in terms of the uh, the the club that will remain nameless uh, and the um the creation of a, a junior girls section and women's section at Kaythorpe, then um maybe if I can turn to Kelly again and um, ask you how that kind of started up and what numbers you had to begin with and, and where you are now what what the kind of challenges have been and and where you're looking to develop it in the future. Yeah.
1: So um, we knew on Kaythorpe hey. through our. He played his club cricket at the somewhere else. Um so yeah, he um uh, we kind of kinda of knew of the the club and because we weren't being treated very well at our previous club, um we got we kind of were looking around to see where where could support us. Um and so yeah, we started having, having some chats with K up and working out what what they could offer to us. Um, and it worked out that it was actually a really good fit. Um, they've got such brilliant facilities here there's two pitchers so we were never like fighting for space we got coaching um, they already had a girls um, kind of section-ish set up on a Friday night with all the other juniors um, and they've had that for quite a few years and they kind of obviously I think uh, girls cricket tends to go in peaks and troughs there's kind of years where you get quite a few come through and then there's years where there's less come through um, so I think on average they have about 15 girls um in that section most years um so when we moved across we had i think 17 of us moved across um to kthilp at the same time um and we've recruited really well from here despite being kind of um, on the edge uh the outskirts of nottingham um people seem to happy to travel to us i think we built such a good then our our section that people um, enjoy coming to play with us for us um, which is very rewarding as organizers to get people that want to come and be part of it
0: so tell us a little bit about that culture how would you describe the culture that you've developed and built so far
1: um i think it's just really friendly everyone wants wants to kind of spend time with each other everyone wants to um, push each other to get better and improve uh, at whatever level that they play at. So, we've got some girls that are, are extremely good cricketers that play county cricket and that look for Lightning Academy. Um, so, pushing people to that standard is, um, it, we like to be, able to be able to push those ones as well as getting the beginners through as well. So, we've got some girls that have never really played cricket before um, that. that so, getting everybody to kind of feel comfortable within the same environment despite the the big differences in ages and abilities um I think is a really really good way and we've got quite a good balance
0: of that It sounds though like you do have a right balance I think that uh that's that's really important in all forms of cricket to um to allow everybody to find their level of comfort but also to challenge each other to kind of push themselves a little bit out of their comfort zones, but not so so much so that they uh, they kind of shy away from it and lose their confidence. Um, so you say that you play in the the Premier Division um, as a as a as a club. Is that do, does that imply that you've got more than one senior team for uh, for women, Gabby? Uh,
2: so at the moment we have one senior team. Our kind of availability would suggest we're very close to putting two teams out, and that's definitely the way that we want to do, particularly to engage the girls coming through. Right. Um, we also we started softball as well for the first time this year, to kind of any of the parents that come down on a Friday night or anybody associated with the club that wants it. We think that could be a really key entry route that we've never really tapped into before. Um, So hopefully, yeah, sometime soon from here. In the East Midlands division, there's also a Super 8s competition, um, which is essentially the quick cricket rules for children played probably more competitively than... Some of the 11 aside, cricket. When you get people together in that format, it kind of provides a lot of big scores and kind of a lot of entertainment for us. So we enjoy playing that. We have two teams in that. So we have a competitive team and then a development focused team because we just want to give as many playing opportunities as we can to the whole group at any time.
0: So, how many have you got in the group, in the senior group as a whole?
2: Uh, the total group of hardball players, about 32. Brilliant. But uh, getting them all available
0: at the same time can be quite tricky. Yeah, don't don't talk to me about that. I'm second team captain at our club, and that's a, that's a challenge and a half. Um, but 32 is a really healthy number. And um, what, what what's what's the, uh, the the furthest you have to travel to get, to get games? Is it, um, is that an issue now, or is it starting to to get better as far as you you see it? Yeah, they've certainly
2: reduced travel times over the last few years in our league. Um, about, say, five years ago, even in the Division 1 standard, we'd be travelling upwards of two hours to get to fixtures. Hmm. Um, and now our longest travel time is probably about an hour and 20.
0: OK. So it's still, it's still quite a distance to travel, though, isn't it? An hour and 20. Um, is its is it 50 overs, 40 overs? What do you play?
2: Uh, we play 45.
0: Right, OK. Um,
2: but I think we'd rather travel for a good standard.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and how, many teams, how many teams are in the, the Premier Division?
2: Uh, there are six teams in our premier division,
0: okay, so do you play each other uh twice three times?
2: yeah, twice, we play each other twice, then there's three dates for the national t twenty competition uh and
0: super rates as well so you so you're getting quite a lot of cricket in um overall, as you say that's part of your intention is to give everybody as much of a game as as you can um at senior level uh so that that cohort of fifteen or sixteen that you said are in the uh, the the junior section year in year out um are you looking to develop that further from all stars and dynamos um how are you looking to to grow that to to larger numbers to support your succession planning into senior cricket um yeah i think uh,
1: there's we ha- we have all stars that runs at the club so um any of the girls that come and join that to start with are then encouraged to go into like the girls section um and they on Friday nights as a girls group um, the, there's quite a lot of the girls that play in the boys teams as well um, and do join in with the, the boys like, age group coaching so it's a really good culture here at k that, that everyone is involved it doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl you can play at the same uh, age group um, but yeah in, in the future we would love to be able to push that number up um, and get uh, an under 13s maybe under 15s team um, to kind of build that uh, pathway from, from the girls to the, to the seniors. Uh, we actually set up an under nineteenth team this year um, that they've entered. They played their first round a couple of weeks ago uh, with a nice job nice to to start walk, to go and play that one. Um, so, yeah, that was, it was a good job they won that one, I think. Um, so, yeah, just building up that pathway is something we're quite passionate about, so getting more girls into cricket, um,
0: and have you got links with the county board how supportive um are they in terms of encouraging you to develop the uh, the pathway more because obviously the ecb of um even with tom harrison's departure they're still committed to supporting women and girls cricket as one of their strategic um pillars or initiatives so how, how does um the support for women and girls cricket um go as far as the county board is concerned in Nottingham? Yeah, we've got really good support. We've worked really closely with our club development
2: officer um, and he's kind of helped us get a couple of grants that have helped us set up the softball here. Um, He's also helping with some kind of ad hoc coaching from the county board to kind of support that softball because we want to make sure they receive the same standard of coaching as any other woman or girl would in the club. Um, and just find, just using them as a kind of basis for support and getting that extra team set up has been really, really good. And because there are so few women's clubs that have the number of women and girls playing as we do, we're kind of seen as, a, uh, I suppose, an avenue that they kind of use that if people approach they know kind of the services and the successes that we've had. So we hope they help us recruit as well.
0: That sounds really that sounds really positive and encouraging. I I think one one of the things I've mentioned to a couple of other um, club uh, representatives who've come onto the podcast, um, which is something for you to take away and reflect on, is I think your point about um, being one of the the minority of clubs that really does support and um, encourage you know girls and women to play. Um, you know I, I know that the county boards all uh, do their own um you know, have a lot of commitments to supporting their own clubs within their own counties, within their own regions. Um, but I don't know whether there's any work or activity that goes beyond the county boundaries, if you know what I mean. So, you know, wouldn't it be um would it not be a reasonable suggestion to put Kthorpe part almost partner Kthorpe with A another equivalent of a Kthorpe in another part of the country? And share their own experiences, knowledge, learnings from the last few years, that, that that then can be kind of disseminated out to other clubs in their respective regions. And by doing that, that you know the word spreads more and more. Is that is that reasonable to suggest something like that? Yeah,
2: I mean, I think that would be something we'd be totally interested in joining because we just want to support women's cricket as much as we can, kind of across the country as well. I think locally there's quite a bit of competition for players or kind of that initial recruitment drive. So I don't necessarily know how that model would work kind of within county or just over the borders into another county with us all playing in the same league and our league's spread, still spreading quite a wide geographical region. But if we could partner with clubs that were outside of our league, then that would be something that we'd be more than happy to take on board because, again, we can't be doing everything right. Otherwise, we'd have five teams and... Everything so we'd love to grow and learn as much as we could help somebody else.
0: Did you say that Stockport was one of the teams that under 19s played? Is that, did, I, did, did I hear that right?
2: Uh, yeah, we played near Stockport, we actually played Hayfield Cricket Club.
0: All right, okay. Well, the Stockport um, Georgians um, women's team is one of those clubs I would say is similar to a K Thorpe from what you've described, and so yeah, there's no competition there in terms of poaching or. Uh, you know, picking players that potentially could play for neighbouring clubs. Um, but, yeah, you know, th- they've had a, a rapid rise in investing in girls and women's cricket over the last few years. And I, and I, I think they would be a, a great uh, club to, to speak to. Um, you know, it may be through you know, me acting as a facilitator or if you go back through the podcasts from previous weeks, you could have a listen um, and then get in touch with them yourselves via Instagram or um, you know Facebook or what have you, and just just see what what can happen between you know almost starting a bit of a collaboration uh, between different clubs across the country uh, that you know like you share that passion for uh, providing opportunities for for women and girls to play.
2: Yeah, no, I think that would be great. I actually know I know I know the Stockport team a little bit. Um, I used to play in the Cheshire League, right. so I kind of I grew up there originally and kind of saw the Ch- Cheshire League pretty much start from just having one division going all the way down to three. I think the Cheshire League really has it right, and that's something that we could also learn a lot from here. And I, I think that's something that I brought to the club when I joined. I was kind of surprised at how kind of disparate a lot of the Midlands cricket was in the region when Cheshire kind of had such a great structure. Most of the clubs gave really positive feedback year on year and kind of made really good bonds, whereas in Midlands there was kind of never that same camaraderie that I hadn't but that might be the north versus the
0: midlands i don't know i, don't know. I just I just think everybody's at a different um you know different part of their respective journeys as far as um you know supporting the development of, of the game uh, within within women and girls um so it might be that um you know your perception of cheshire is that it's further down the, the you know the development pathway than uh the midlands but it it could be equally the, uh, the same that in a, you know in a year or so it could it could be the diff, you know the other way around um i am just a massive advocate of sharing yeah you know, sharing stuff that works um in whatever walk of life you're in so rather than yeah I understand you know market forces and competitor competitor um issues and challenges but at the end of the day as far as amateur cricket is concerned which is what we're talking about here you know, that uh, it's about pro- providing as many opportunities for as many girls and women to play um, at that appropriate level as 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 you can. So, um, you know, you, you're doing sterling work from what you described just within your club. Um, and there may well be, you know, clubs that um, listen to this podcast who think, well, it'd be great to just find out a little bit more detail and, you know, ring up to speak to Kelly or or you, Gabby, and, and, and find out more and then vice versa. So it's just, anyway, it's just a, I Thought as I was listening to you there to kind of mention, um, and from it, you, you said one of the reasons why you uh, kind of got involved with K Thorpe initially, um, Kelly was because you knew the coach. So, was is coaching you know the, the coaching infrastructure? Um, tell us a little bit about that as far as what's in place now and, and what plans you've got for the future. Um, so yeah, I think uh coaching in
1: women's cricket is a big thing, and I think it's something that helps retain players if you've got good coaching people want to stay at your club because there's always the opportunities to, to uh, develop um i think having um a good good coach a qualified coach um i don't think it matters what gender they are as long as they're good and they fit with your ethos of your team um unfortunately our coach who used to play here he's moved to a different club um, but we have got um, another qualified coach um, who came in. He's level four, so he's done a lot. Um, he's done a little bit with England in the past. Um, he's at Le- uh, Lincoln Channel. Um, so it's really good having him, and he's got so much knowledge and um, ability that he, he can really push us to what standards we need to be pushed to. Um, but we're, I think we're also quite passionate about getting more coaches through the pathway as well, so... I think there's four or five people here, uh, who play for us that also have coaching qualifications um, and getting some of the younger ones through that as well to kind of uh, bring on a more of a kind of coach in, in between coaching ourselves. Um, it's nice to have people that kind of know what they're talking about as well as um, your, your qualified coach.
0: Yeah, well, so that's a, a really good um, insight into you know what's in place now, what you're looking to achieve in the future. And I think successioning... Um, People into that coaching infrastructure is critical for every club, um, because uh, without it, you you know you, you struggle, you really struggle. Um, what what about uh, touring? Have you have you toured? Are you, is that something that you're looking to do either within the UK or outside? Is that something that's uh, on the agenda? Yeah, I mean, I'd
2: love to say outside, but I think that's far too much planning for <laughs> for us to get someone. To get a whole team across broad, um, actually quite a lot of us go to um, Cornwall Cricket Week, uh, which is run every year um, at Cornwall Cricket Club near Malvern in Worcestershire. Oh. Um, I've been involved for uh, oh, I want to say nearly fourteen years now.
0: Right,
2: um, I'm actually fortunate enough to be asked to be captain a few years ago. Um, so it's just a really interesting week that celebrated women's cricket for nearly a hundred years. Uh, it'll be the centenary in about four years. Um, and it's just such a fun event that kind of is a really key tool in our development, actually. So kind of everybody goes from clubs all over the country. And they, there's two pitches at the site. and We can use additional pitches if numbers allow. Um, and everyone just plays everyone across the week in various competitions.
0: Yeah I'm familiar with it and I think uh, the word fun is definitely um, central to the uh, to that festival um which I think is an absolutely essential element so uh, glad to hear that you're still um, involved in that and and take part so um you know good all, all the best with uh, with that as it continues so just before we finish so what would you say um you know the future holds for for your uh, your club at Kaythorpe and where you want to take it as far as developing uh, girls and women's cricket what would be your I suppose number one objective um, or goal uh, for looking looking forwards to uh, to the future.
2: Um, I think our number one goal would definitely be getting that second team out. Hmm. It's kind of heartbreaking to say that I can't pick everybody yeah. every week. Um, and kind of when we do our selection, we kind of maybe don't do the approach that other clubs do in the Premier Division and we actually have kind of like a rotational policy as well as picking kind of the best teams. I don't want even complete beginners turning up. If we're in the Premier Division, that's the only cricket apart from the Super 8s that we can offer them, and they won't improve if they don't play that. Whether they'll play a huge role in the team on the day is a different question, but it's just heartbreaking to say, you know, I've got 20 people available every Sunday and only 12 of them are getting cricket, so getting those numbers and those extra few girls coming up of the right age over the next few years will be key
0: into us getting our second team. Well, what a brilliant uh, aspiration and ambition to have. If if, um, if anybody listening wants to contact you directly about showing and expressing an interest in getting involved, what's the best way of uh, of contacting you guys?
1: I uh, think Instagram is we're, we're quite big on Instagram. We've got a, quite a good following, so um, you can follow us at uh, at K Women CC or Kthorp CC Women. I think it is. Yeah. Um, or via our website, play cricket. Um, there's always someone on the on the end of the, the emails. So uh, yeah, it'd be brilliant to hear from anyone else that wants to get involved.
0: All right. Well, uh, there's that's a great place for us to uh, to draw a line under our conversation today about uh, understanding the the history behind uh, both your individual journeys uh, in cricket, but also the development of the club at Kaythorpe, It sounds as though it's thriving and flourishing under your leadership. And hopefully that will continue uh, for many years to come. So thank you ever so much, Kelly and Gabby, for joining us on the podcast and all the best for the future. Thank you
1: very much for having us.
0: Hi, everybody. It's Tom from Cricket Coach 365 and welcome to our latest podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. As a reminder, each Cricket Coach 365 podcast will be released every Friday at 6pm on Spotify and Apple Play. After listening, please leave us a positive review on Spotify and share it with your friends and contacts. You can also follow us on Instagram at cricket underscore coach 365. Have a great day.